This is In Relation. I'm your host, Toby Lawrence. This episode of In Relation was recorded and produced on Sanaimuch territory. In Relation is a limited series podcast that weaves together conversations around art, hospitality, and guest host relations. This series is programmed through Open Space in Victoria, BC, and generously supported by the Victoria Foundation Community Grant. For episode two, Ottawa-based artist Ginny Yu joined me on Zoom from Berlin. Recorded back in December 2020, our conversation delves deeply into some of the ways hospitality and guest host relations have entered into our own creative practices. So hello, Ginny. Ginny and I met virtually back in in February of this year, uh, before we even had to move everything online and after being put in touch by Eli Hurdle, one of the curators at Open Space, who recognized all the um, amazing ways in which our work and research overlapped in our attention to these ideas around hospitality. So I'm really excited to have this opportunity to talk with you in this podcast format and to share our conversation. Perhaps a good place to start today would be having you introduce yourself. Hi, um, thanks for inviting me. I'm excited to, um, to see where this conversation leads us. So my name is Jenny Yu. I live on the unceded Algonquin Anishinaabe territory. Um, I've been living there for uh, 14 years. And before that, I was in different areas in Canada, uh, mostly unceded, and then uh, different parts of the world. But I was born in South Korea in Seoul and immigrated to Montreal with my family when I was 12. And um, there you go. That's my brief intro. So glad to have you here. So you've you've spoken a lot about your perpetual guest project over the past year or so. And I'm really interested in if or how your relationship to this project has evolved over time, or if passing time has offered additional perspective for you in this project. For listeners who aren't familiar with Perpetual Guest, perhaps you could give us a quick summary and then we can kind of launch into a li- bit more of a deeper discussion around the ideas in this project. Sure. One thing I forgot to mention in the intro is that I'm a visual artist and a painter as well. <laughs> um, and so Perpetual Guest is my uh, recent body of work. Um, consisting of paintings on sheets of glass, untempered glass, basically paintings of uh, square on a rectangular uh, surface, rectangular glass that are presented on the floor, propped up by um, six to eight aluminum cylinders that are placed a little bit everywhere to support this sheet of glass. And some of them are, uh, some of these pylons are distanced, uh, like between um, distance uh, of same, same distance as my eyes um, or human's eyes approximately. And it's uh, essentially me wanting to think about the land on which I live and work, which is unceded Algonquin Anishinaabe territory and kind of thinking about the feeling that I have uh, living 
as a first generation settler on the territory, um, this feeling of kind of cautiousness of the roles and responsibilities that settlers should have, can have on, uh, on this unceded territory. And I wanted to sort of think about my practice is very much based on questioning what painting is. And I wanted to sort of bring the painting so that we are looking at the painting and the land at the same time. I wanted to sort of uh, shift the gaze from the verticality to horizontality. And so these sheets of glass, these paintings are spread a little bit all over uh, the space and they're kind of put not in perpendicular to the gallery space. And so you're kind of walking around uh, being quite careful because you are seeing the sharp edges of the glass. And so that is the perpetual guest in uh, trying to, me trying to verbally describe um, the work. In terms of like my thought um, on that work, it was really the feeling, uh, my feeling of being very uh, kind of cautious uh, out of respect and me kind of thinking, is that good enough of an attitude as a settler immigrant on unceded territory? And after that series, I've begun to work on another series called Oat. Um, H-O-T-E in French with the little uh, accent circonflex on the O, prompted by this idea of like um, this division of guesthood and hosthood that kind of sort of, I wanted to question that very uh, uh, divided position and thinking, sort of trying to, I'm not really sure exactly, and I'm, I'm still, I still sort of in the process of resolving what that is about. Uh, but the question that I began to ask myself after the Perpetual Guest Show was this a question of can guest host or can host guest. And then that kind of question transformed itself uh, into this idea of oath which is a word that could both mean guest and host. And so this series of drawings that I did post lockdown started in black and white. Um, so this question of can guest host is what started the series. And as I went along and thought about this sort of division that this question inherently um, has, and sort of shifting the gear to thinking about oath, uh, which can both mean host and guest, the drawings became kind of gray. And, and it kind of ended at, after 42 drawings with like a very small line that is kind of um, representative of a door that is open. And I'm not sure where that is going, but that is what I've been doing since Perpetual Guest. This complication of guesting and hosting brought into one word is such a fascinating concept. And I want to get back to this project a little bit later, but first maybe there's a few things to address in terms of the perpetual guest work that perhaps we could begin with. This idea of hospitality that is sort of embedded in these projects has been complicated in recent years within the discourse of art, 
um, in a few circumstances. And for me, hospitality is not simply the actions commonly associated with, say, hosting a dinner party, for, for mm -hmm. example. So food or the comfort of the guest or mm -hmm. sort of elements that go along that. But it is more about the relationships that are involved between guesthood and hosthood, as, uh, as you say. It really is around how are we in relation with one another, which is the phrasing that comes from Angela Somerset at the Comox Valley Art Gallery, which I did a, a few projects with them years ago, and also around this work in particular. In the context of curation or art practice, I'm really looking at hospitality or what has become apparent to me is that hospitality really is involved in the power dynamics or the expectations and the protocols and the support structures within this context of curation and mm -hmm. and how are they en enacted how do these behaviors cross from the professional to the personal and also a contrasting element to bring it back to the context of this podcast that we've been talking a lot about within open space amongst the staff around what are the default behaviors within the gallery space. So I feel like some of these ideas are articulated through one specific element of your perpetual guest work that you didn't mention was mm -hmm. in your exhibition in Montreal, I believe, for the Fee Foundation, you also included a land acknowledgement that was placed on the floor. Mm -hmm. And I thought maybe we could rest here for a moment and, and think about that in relation to the consciousness that you're talking about and the roles of roles and responsibilities as settlers in unceded land. Sure. I mean, I wanted the viewers and me to first shift our gaze to the floor at the beginning of, you know, as, as we enter the work. And, you know, there was the acknowledging the land and verbally, textually articulating it on the land um, was a really good way to do so. And also, I felt that since I was talking about something that is very specific to the land on which I am exhibiting and living and working, I thought the painting themselves as being, you know, completely non-representational as images on the painting, uh, as not having any images on the painting, I wanted the specificity to be very present and that the works don't get re read as just um, this kind of feeling that is unspecific. And so my putting down the land acknowledgement on the floor, which was done also in Gatineau and also in Montreal, that was kind of um, my way of uh, specifying my work uh, and also my feeling and my intentions with the work. Yeah, it really is about that presence of hospitality, or sorry, that presence of responsibility, isn't it? And um, how do we how do we enact this responsibility within these mm -hmm. roles of guest and hosting beyond mm -hmm. 
the art space and beyond the art project. There's so much in the space of the exhibition and in the space of curation that can bring these these conversations to light theoretically, but when we start to think about it in relation to praxis and how we take that into our everyday lives, it definitely starts to shift and to become more complicated and to become really about each action that we take within our within our lives, I think. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, like uh, thinking about responsibility, I mean, I think I, I was sort of I don't presume that, you know, uh, putting the land acknowledgement and I mean, of course, I'm taking um, sort of I'm acknowledging where I am and, you know, I'm talking about how I'm feeling uh, living on unceded territories. But, you know, I, I think it's a very small step. It's not a, you know, it remains within the framework of artwork. And so I think there's much more that I can do as a person, um, not only as an artist, you know, in terms of taking responsibility. But I was, uh, you know, listening to the um, conversation that Hannah Klaus was having with Peter Morin. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, she talked about, Hannah talked about like this um, uh, weight that comes when you are thinking about hospitality. You know, it is like some kind of responsibility that um, is kind of placed on the host like the person who hosts mm -hmm. and you know I was thinking about like this kind of with when I talk think about hospitality by the indigenous people their hospitality to uh, settlers I you know it's I think it's it just places a lot of onus on them and I wonder if that is even you know fair and I think there's like a lot of uh, power relations that I, one has to kind of uh, hash out in terms of when we think about hosts and guests in different situations, because there is responsibilities and also, you know, um, the rights as well. Like, for example, on this Zoom, when you're hosting me, you can do all kinds of there's all kinds of functions that you can you know do uh, for example you can mute me you can kick me out and whatever you know <laughs> but i can do only so much as a guest but i'm not sure if that kind of uh, our understanding of host and guest is exactly uh, the relationships that i have the relationship that i have as a settler and as a perpetual guest on this land and this is why i'm a little bit um, I was kind of, I wanted to move away from a little bit uh, from this idea of perpetual guest and kind of like just thinking about me in that situation. I don't know if that makes sense, but. It totally does. And I was thinking also a lot about this conversation that was hosted by a fourth space at Concordia University in Montreal by mm -hmm. Peter Marin and Hannah Klaus. And the way that they were prompted to think about radical hospitality, but then they took it and complicated it in a way that it made sense to them. And so in their conversation specifically, they're shifting away from radical hospitality to this idea of radical inclusivity, mm -hmm. which essentially is this sharing of space or this mm -hmm. sharing of a moment in time. Mm -hmm. uh, in which to build a relationship, which was one of the statements that Hannah made. And I totally agree in that this 
the responsibility certainly pushes beyond the territory acknowledgement and the challenge to understand how hospitality is understood within different contexts. So as settler Canadian, my understanding of hospitality is drawing from multi-generations of settler inhabitants, whereas an Indigenous concept of hospitality or an Indigenous concept of hosting and guesting, I acknowledge might be entirely different and what those mean. Mm. And, and that power dynamic is very real. And as we think about it, I do think we also need to think about how we understand our relationship to land, which is, again, what you're bringing mm -hmm. our attention to by bringing us down to the floor with your exhibition, down mm -hmm. to the land specifically. This idea that you're talking about in terms of guesting, which could be extended into the idea of uninvited guest, which is a term that's used quite frequently in territory acknowledgements, I also feel needs to be complicated even further because there is certainly an assumption in the term un uninvited guest that one could perhaps be a guest without invitation or without mm. land cessation. So, I mean, I don't necessarily have a resolve to all of these questions that we're asking, but it certainly mm. is worth talking them out, right? And like talking yeah. through and, and really thinking about where the power lies. Mm -hmm. And again, this idea of, of the terminology and the simultaneity of guesting and hosting, there's so much complex discussion that needs to happen around that. Mm -hmm. um, I've been recently reading an article by Ayumi Goto. Mm -hmm. Her incredibly astute and nuanced articulation of settler terminology has really been a useful way in thinking deeper about how this language is used and actioned. Mm -hmm. um, in her explanation, she's talking about um, the assumptions, again, when, you know, this idea of expectation and assumption, which is very much embedded in this, in the concepts of hospitality, the assumptions that are often made around the term settler and who mm -hmm. these um, assumptions also exclude. So within Canada, the dominance of whiteness has permeated the way that we imagine social structure. And so settler is frequently understood as singular. So singular, white, European, mostly British or French. But again, this interpretation totally ignores the contemporary realities through which land is inhabited and citizenry is formed within Canada. So this makes me think a lot about the ideas embedded within guesthood, right? And mm -hmm. um, also thinking back to your own usage of first generation or the term first generation settler, which I've seen sort of throughout some of the writing that you've done and, and through some of the interviews that you've done as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's such a like fraught term, you know, it's a, I mean, and I think first generation settler is something that is kind of closest to, you know, what I can, how I can define myself. And this actually also comes from Amy Fung in her book, uh, Before I Was a Critic, I Was a Human Being. And, you know, but I think it's still like an insufficient as a, as a term to like, 
define myself and define a whole bunch of other people. And, you know, I kind of, in that article um, of Ayumi Goto, there is this uh, questioning of the, the, the word settler as in the intention, even like, you know, it's not just about describing uh, the state of somebody being a settler, but it's when she brings it into like intention of one sort of just, you know, deciding to be a settler and settling. I thought that was really interesting because I think one could be uh, like how David Garneau says, one could be homing without settling. Mm -hmm. And I think those are also kind of um, really interesting differentiation because I think this idea of a sense of belonging is basically really important in in all of us and you know settling also comes with the desire to belong and belong to the land or belong to somewhere and you know settle and feel good about where you are and so yeah it's like really fraught term this like first generation settler or the settler um, itself uh, but I mean I sort of identify myself as settler in the sense of me having come here invited by the Canadian government who was not invited. So I was kind of invited by a guest, um, which is kind of a really weird thing. But I do uh, live um, here and I you know, have all the privileges of uh, being a Canadian citizen. And so you know, it's it's a very kind of fraught uh, term and relationship, just to say the least. Mm -hmm. Sort of circling back to the the gallery space, I think this the sort of at the micro level, the invitation by a guest is a really interesting thing to think about. Sort well, of in the gallery context, it happens all the time, doesn't it? Like mm -hmm. invited curator inviting artists to a show. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And thinking about my own position with with open space that though it is durational, it it also is impermanent. So I am essentially simultaneously a host and a guest, but I'm mm -hmm. also simultaneously a host and a guest on unceded territory. And my family has been operating that way for at least seven generations as far as mm -hmm. I know. And and this is a very sort of highlights the different ways that we really need to think about these relationships. Mm -hmm. uh, there are certainly challenges being a guest curator in an, in mm -hmm. an art community and your ability to, or one's ability, my ability, I guess, in my circumstance <laughs> <laughs> to, to host um, in the way that I see fit is perhaps not always what is available mm -hmm. and that in and of itself is is a complication and is another level of this articulation of hospitality that operates within the space of the curatorial but i want to uh, maybe just uh, point out um that you know i the difference that i see between the hospitality of the indigenous people um to settlers versus hospitality of a gallery to a guest curator. Um, because I think 
when you think about power relationship in the gallery setting, there is definitely um, sort of top-down relationship. Uh, the gallery has the power, the resources and all that to host you and you are the guest. Whereas in uh, you know, our living situation, the host do not hold power. It's the guests who, are, uh, who hold the power. And so I think this kind of host-guest relationship um, in those two situations are uh, different. But what's similar is this kind of certain guests, I guess, feeling this um, feeling of cautiousness, you know, like you have, you, they're like, you want to be careful, you want to be a good guest, um, you don't want to, you know, uh, offend the, your, your gracious host and so on. So this kind of being a guest and not necessarily uh, feeling like you can do everything um, is, I think, kind of similar in this, these two situations. But also, I mean, it's not all the guests who feel that way in our life situation. But yeah, I just want to point out the difference that I see between the land, the guests on the territory versus the guests in the art institutions. What do you think? That's definitely a point that we need to articulate that sort of the theorizing that we do through art does not always replicate our real mm. life scenarios, even though we're using this art practice and curatorial practice sort of as a, a research laboratory space <laughs> in some kind of ways. I was thinking a lot when you were talking just there about, about other elements of being a good guest and and thinking through this idea of sometimes being a good guest is not always just about receiving but is also about a reciprocity so in being a good guest there's also a responsibility to acknowledge when when one needs to step up and sort of mm -hmm. take on activities or roles that that are required within a community or within a circumstance that may not have been initially part of what the guest anticipated they would be mm -hmm. doing. Mm -hmm. And I think that that practice is certainly something that we don't discuss that much in relation to the role of the guest. So mm -hmm. for me, I've been looking a lot at how the guest and the role of the guest and host are are equally reciprocal so it is a way of discussing the relationships where mm. it, the guest and the host can meet each other sort of on a level playing field where one and the other are able to bring their own um, skills and gifts and, and knowledge together to reach a different goal and maybe that's where thinking through these ideas that we're able to witness within the space of the curatorial or the power dynamics within the gallery space also allow us to take that into our real lives and or our gallery lives are our real lives mm -hmm. but into the lives outside of the gallery space mm -hmm. to really think about what it means to be guests in this land so instead of just utilizing the land as resource and as something that supports us, mm -hmm. we also have to think about how 
we are in relation with the land and in relation with the communities, even if it is an absentia or if we aren't directly in contact with communities as well. I mean, I think one way of thinking about our, you know, kind of the more um, idealistic scenario would be to think about host as a non-human and that humans are all guests on the earth. And then I think if we all take responsibility to the land and to the host, which is the land, let's say, then I think it will be a much better kind of world in terms of the environment in which we live. But then I, as a perpetual guest on this land that does not belong to me, do not feel like I have the right to even think that. And I think that is kind of the... Uh, the the difficulty that I have with this uh, position and uh, yeah just wanted to put that out there Mm -hmm. that's such a beautiful idea as humans being all guests of the land but I don't feel like I can say that even though (laughs) I just said it Right, (laughs) (laughs) because I live on the land that does not belong to me so it's easy for a guest to say that because you know I'm saying hey let's all become a guest but you know if I were I wonder how I would feel if I were the you know I were the person who belonged to this land and then somebody else comes and says hey Give up all your privileges of being like, you know, the owners of the land or the the people who've been here um, all these uh, millennia and, you know, just like, hey, let's just be the same people, you know, (laughs) doesn't make sense to me. Right. Yeah, I can see that too. Yeah. I'm wondering if you have the ability to think about how that kind of relationship would be enacted with your home with your own homeland if that's too removed to even think about how that relationship could be enacted or mm-hmm. if your your own position now being in Canada for the number of years that you've been in Canada has shifted that sort of that state of being or that state of ability to think through um, a land-based relationship with homeland Uh, The question of homeland or home is something that is very complicated. Um, Maybe I will um, talk about my uh, journey, Baku. (laughs) Journey is such a cheesy word, but my, uh, you know, Baku, in terms of thinking about this idea of home. You know, I came to Canada at the age of 12, as I was saying before, and, you know, had a few identity crises, you know, and, you know, going through different um, positioning and all that. And at some point um, at around uh, maybe four years ago, I came to terms with this being, uh, this state of being foreign everywhere. And I came to terms with um, the fact that that was actually a really, really good state to be in so that one can be detached objective and can see things clearly and you know a lot of philosophers like um, Edward Said or Hannah Arendt talked about this as a good state to be in and so on 
Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, great, you know, these great philosophers also, you know, thought the same thing. And like, you know, this is a great state to be in. And then um, as I started to think about this kind of being a settler and um, as Canada celebrated its uh, 150th anniversary, shortly after that, I went to Dawson City for a residency Mm-hmm. and uh, got to know a lot of um, Chandekwichin uh, friends. And when I was at Moosehide, uh, which is the, um, kind of the, the summer village where they used to all live, but now it's more like a place where only Chandekwichin people uh, live and, you know, spend some time, beautiful place. I was walking around with uh, Waldo, an elder in the community, and, you know, I saw how he knew every little bit of corners of the land and how he really belonged and how comfortable that felt. And so this kind of discomfort that I cherished before of feeling foreign everywhere kind of got uh, shattered. Mm -hmm. And I once again, uh, wanted to belong. <laughs> I once again thought of like, oh, how nice it would be to belong somewhere, to belong to some kind of community, belong. And with that, I thought about um, the responsibility that one does not have when one is foreign everywhere. And this kind of idea of how, you know, the first settlers who came and exploited the land could do so because they did not feel the, 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 the belonging to the land, to you know, this responsibility to the land itself and how my position prior to desiring this sense of belonging again um, was such. And I saw the problematics of that. But, you know, in terms of like this seeking a sense of belonging, maybe now I'm thinking maybe it does not have to do with national boundaries or, you know, any kind of actual territories. And that will be so in terms, for me anyways, in the, on this land or on this earth, uh, because I really do not, I don't even like own any land, first of all. So I don't like, you know, I can't like claim anything. Uh, but, you know, I think... I question even the national boundaries, the um, uh, ethnic divides, cultural divides and all that. And I am more of like, I don't know, I, I'm, I, the sense of uh, belonging or belonging to some grouping that is predetermined um, is some kind of a big puzzle for me. And I go back and forth between feeling that I belong and then, you know, feeling that I'm foreign and all that. So it's a very complicated and always moving kind of uh, state for me. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking a lot about how your, your newest project, Oat, will be able to address the sense that you're feeling that is continuously in flux. Um, even within the terminology that is also one of being in flux. Mm-hmm. Um, also thinking about art practice as this way of engaging these ideas that uh, that perhaps don't necessarily need to be articulated in a verbal sense or in a textual sense, 
I'm wondering if maybe we could just return to this project, this new project that you're working on before we close our conversation and maybe talk a little bit more about this idea of transformation that sort of flexes back and forth or asks the question, can guests host or hosts guests? And how are these ideas that we've been talking about in terms of relationships to land and belonging and national boundaries? How are these ideas influencing this project or or not influencing this project? Mm. You know, like I kind of like make these works and I think they're kind of part of me trying to um, resolve some questions that I have. And that's usually when a series kind of come to a close of some sort, even though it's not, you know, a perfect answer to a question. But just the fact that the, my initial question can guest host uh, which was very divisive to begin with. And so you cannot, you're like, I, I was already by asking that question, I was already putting guest and host in two different camps. And there was absolutely no way to reconcile their, the relationship between, and host, uh, between host and guest. It was always um, sort of divided. And then, you know, as the series went on, when I thought about this, uh, this idea of oat, which kind of combines both then, you know, it's sort of the drawing itself, drawings themselves changed from black and white to gray. And so these drawings are basically motifs of doors. And I was thinking about, you know, when I think about hosting and guesting, I think about, you know, somebody coming in. And when I think about how the indigenous people might have felt when settlers came in, European settlers came in, or even when I uh, came to to the land, uh, you know, I think about like, let's say I'm, you know, having a good time at home, like I'm feeling very comfortable and uh, somebody comes in, you know, that I've not invited, they just like come in and uh, take over, kill a bunch of my family members, change the rules of the game or the house rules, you know, change the language and, you know, all the systems of how the house is run. And they even invite their own guests. And, you know, so I think about sort of this kind of guest and host relationship uh, through doors. And so these drawings have, are basically uh, rectangles that are, uh, there's one rectangle on each page, which is a square. And throughout the 42 uh, drawings, one goes through the doors. And so it's, um, and so for the first like 30, maybe like 20 or something, it's black and white, and then it starts to turn into gray. And then at kind of like 30 or so, the doors which were rectangular become trapezoid. And so it kind of starts to open up a little bit. And then it ends with like one line, which is like a, a, a profile view of a door that is open. And so, you know, I kind of ended the drawing series that way. I don't actually really know to me in terms of the drawings that was kind of the end. It kind of resolved itself, but I'm still processing what that might really imply. And so that would 
probably kind of come into my next, you know, series of work. But uh, all the things that you mentioned, all the elements that you mentioned are, you know, very much part of what I think about when I live through this world, you know, um, and or when I go to places and when I talk to people like you and so on. And uh, yeah, we shall see how things evolve. I cannot really foretell how it will be. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, Jenny, I'm so glad that we've had this, this opportunity to talk more about this. And I think it's really important for us to be honest about how unresolved many of these mm -hmm these conversations are and and so having these different entry points to think through um, our spaces of belonging and how we are in relation to one another is so important and such a gift it's been such a gift to be able to speak with you about this and i look forward to the next articulation of your unresolved questions and <laughs> <laughs> to our future conversation. So thank you for, for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me.